It's Wimbledon, discipline, but yet you find anyone equivalent. Ain't no podcast similar, now you won't find no synonyms. Be produced by Q Smith, sound like it's by Timberland. JBB in charge, EG set the bar. Cool be sipping water tree and Turk gon' lay the law. Jokes may go too far, but that's just who we are. Prolific, so gifted, words that have your soul lifted. So consistent, yet so different. Ain't nobody copy that lane. Carry that torch, heat up the game Ain't nobody got that flame Different, different Man, this intro different Man, this intro ignorant God damn Did you know what time it is? Time for another rendition, edition A Ren and Stippy edition I don't have any more words today Because it's late And I don't care at this point Of the one and only D1 in the universe podcast It is your host with the most Eaton seeing ghost And the master of the roast Jay Brown Coming to you semi-live From another undisclosed location stop asking me where it is at this point because i ain't gonna tell you and i'm not in the closet if that's what you're thinking so i only have one person by my side tonight and that's fine because everyone else can kick rocks i don't like them that much no way if they hear this i still need them for next week's episode um the point of it is standing to my bottom on this digital space he is the man with the plan who has retired from the United States military, so he does not have to deal with any Ukrainian, Russian, nor Chinese issues outside of where he buys his shoes, where he gets his vodka, and I don't know what the Ukraine exports, but I'm sure it's a great thing. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeffrey Moster Jr., what's good? Man, what's up, everybody? I'm being a Lone Ranger tonight trying to hold it down for the D1 Ignite crew. Let's get it. Beat somebody appreciates all the hard work, dedication, and bullshit I put into this show. Now, I know you, what you're wondering. Maybe you're not. I don't care if you are. I haven't had a good rant in a while. So Jeff is here to be my guinea pig, and he doesn't know that he's about to agree with me, but he is. So I'm about to blow your minds with some dumb shit that you've never thought about, but you don't have to because that's why I'm here. So, Jeff, let me start the rant by asking you this. How many days are in a year? 365. How many months are in our Gregarian calendar? 12. Now, ladies and gentlemen, hear me out. Why did we make the days and our months so damn complicated? Why we do it? Why we do that to ourselves? Why some months got 30? Why some months got 20, got 31? And why one month got 28 and every four years it got 29? Wow. See, you, you're really asking a very mathematical, like simply simplified equation, right? So it has to, number one, it has to do with, okay, how many times is the earth revolve around orbit around the sun all See, right I, I know that. from there wait 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 wait. then okay. from there let's go to okay so okay now we're going to well how many minutes are, or how many seconds are in a minute how many minutes are in an hour how many hours are in a day the hours and days and minutes don't necessarily always add up to this clean slate of 24 hours we all know those are rounded off numbers. So some those those minutes, those hours are, are going to somewhere. So we have to sit there and make up for them. So some months are going to be shorter than the others just for the simple fact that we're trying to sit there and utilize. The, the biggest thing is the whole reason why we created this calculator system was not so we could have Taco Tuesday or, or, or Sunday Funday. It's for yes. the simple fact of the matter yes. that we're trying to capitalize on the amount of sunlight that we can utilize to sit there and be able to work and produce and live our lives. 
we want to be able to calculate things so we can make sure that we're utilizing our sunlight, which is our energy source, to the best of our ability. I'm See, a biologist, all, guys. All that does is describe why we have daylight savings and two, a leap year. So yes, I understand. For y'all who don't know, the earth does not go around the sun in exactly 365 days. It's actually 364 and a quarter. But every every four years to make up for that quarter, we add one year. That We add one day. That is February 29th. That is why it's called a leap year. So I ask you this, ladies and gentlemen, if we're going to keep this, this system, this solid thing, and I'm not disagreeing with 12 months out of the year. I, 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 I'm with the Gregorian calendar. I don't know the Chinese calendar or any other calendar because it's America. And in America, this is what we go off of. So I just suggest this. Why don't we just make every month 30 days and then the extra five we either put at the very end or the very beginning? I don't know, nor do I care which one. We either make it go December 35th or January 35th. We could just make our lives so much more simple. But no, we got to make shit more complicated than the one motherfucker putting on makeup. That's that, I just feel like life would be so much simpler because there's no reason that October has 31 days and November has 30. There's none. It, it, there's no reason other than someone said, screw it, let's do it. What, nah, the, what, math, the math would be off if you did that. Like, how? I know, because I know, how? The math I was, we would, it would, mess, it would also mess up. It would also mess up. So the whole reason you, this also goes into, uh, what is it? Astronomy and uh, astrology. So not astrology, uh, not astronomy. Uh, what is it called? The study of weather. That's meteorology. Meteorology. I knew it was ology. So you got to realize no, that when, when, they were, when they were making these calendars, they were also sitting there trying to be able to calculate, okay, when are their winners going to be, when their summers are going to be. Yes, you're saying those five days won't matter, but they do end up adding up because every year it's not, it's not like it's not this cookie cutter the same. So it's like we have to have these in order to make sure that our seasons are in accordance. Now, of course, no one knew. No one knew that we were going to have to deal with this thing called global warming and we're going to have ice and it's going to be 75 degrees here in Texas today. But I mean, that, that's not global warming. That's just Texas being Texas. Oh, man. Well, I'm pretty sure that, well, yeah, the Mayans, the Mayans were in, in, in Texas. So they were trying to make sure that they were going to have their crops at a certain time. So, I mean, everything <laughs> but, was calculated. But that's the thing, though. Yes, I understand rotation of crops and they're guessing the seasons. Well, guess what? There's not one specific day where it goes to winter, where fall goes into winter or spring goes into summer. There's no specific day. There's kind of just a, a transitional period that we can feel. Look, you lived in Texas and you lived in Louisiana, correct? Mm -hmm. the, the, the climates are not that different other than the fact Louisiana is a little more humid. But on other than that, you can basically say the weather in Louisiana is just like the weather in Houston. It, it, it's the same shit. Do you notice exactly when the weather goes from summer crucial hot to fall semi-hot? No, because there's not just one day flat line. Yo, it's cold now. You just have a small transition because that's how they work.
taking away these days is not going to change nothing if there's not a definitive one line. This is going to be cold today, and it won't be warm again until the spring. That's not how shit works. You know what's crazy? Who knew that the calendar was actually more uh, political than it was? So if you Google why are months uh, different links, it was uh, simply based upon like the Romans. So like if you go to the Romans, you got to realize July was named after Julius Caesar. Julius Caesar, well, yes. Yeah, so he wanted his month to have more days. <laughs> so he sat there and was like, yeah, I want more months. So who knew? Politics is in everything, guys. Make sure you okay. vote. Make sure you go out there and vote. The primaries are out in Texas right now. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, when the world was so afraid of 2012 and people were, were so scared. In the back of my mind, I was a little nervous too. I'm not going to lie. I, I, was in, I was in high school. I didn't know no better. Then I read one thing online and I checked it out on a few different YouTube videos to verify it, which you should always do to your sources. Always double, triple verify. The Mayans didn't know about, these, about this thing Julius Caesar also invented called a damn leap year. Yeah. So technically when 2012 happened, 2012 was supposed to happen like 20 years before that. So they was wrong. I was like, oh, but this shit already happened and I was still here. Cool. Let's go. Different day. So ladies and gentlemen, the point of my rant is call you congressmen, call you senators, call Joe Biden, call Joe Byron while you at it too, and tell him we want 30 day months and make January 35 days. Cause that, you know what? Fuck it. Make February. 35 days. Yeah. Y'all see where I'm going with this. Y'all see where I'm going with this. Make Black History Month longer because it just ended and I don't feel like it should have. The point of it is, Jeff, you ready to get back into the show? Uh, yeah, let's get it done. So, Jeff, it is off, It is almost off-season for the NFL. Yes, the Super Bowl is over, over and there's a few things going on. So, there's a few players who have a lot of question marks going on about where they're going to play next year. And, of course, we're going to talk about them because that's our job on this show is to talk about them and all the bullshit that they do. So, to start off with, Russell Wilson did not have a great year this year. Hmm. He, didn't, he didn't have his typical MVP for about eight, nine weeks and then fall off a cliff. He just kind of didn't have a great year. Seattle didn't have a great team. And there were a lot of rumors last offseason if Russell Wilson was going to stay. And those rumors are back. Jeff, what's going to happen to Russell Wilson? Man, great statement. I think uh, for Russell Wilson, it's right now he's kind of in the golden years. I think he's going to cruise into the Hall of Fame if he just continues on the same trajectory that he's on right now. I think for him, it's all about legacy and where can he settle down at. I mean, I still think uh, a lot of people don't believe it, but I think Seattle's a big, big enough market. Uh, a lot of people are saying Sierra, of course, wants to go somewhere where she can sit there and expand her dancing, singing, and celebrity career. But I say, hey, Seattle's right down the road from Los Angeles. Let's not act like Seattle's not five hours away from uh, Los Angeles, California, which, you know, where a lot of superstars are at. Well, you know what? That's, pro that's probably a five, six-hour flight. I'll give you that. No, not even a flight. No, like it's little Seattle do Seattle from let's see. Bro, you cannot drive from Seattle to LA in in 5 hours. That I can tell you. Well, of course of of course not with let's see. Not that, with that's, traffic. That's that's probably a 15 to 16 hour drive. Let's see. Let's see. Bro, 
for one, you can't drive from LA to San Francisco. Oh, hell no. Nah. You know what? I don't know what I was thinking. Well, yeah, yeah that's, that's a five. Yeah, that's, I'm skipping a whole nother state. Oregon. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Hey. Hey, let's scratch that from the, <laughs> from the recording. Okay, yeah, that's probably a five, six-hour flight, which is not terrible, but I guess, I mean, Sierra's tired of the sleeting rain and snow and all the rain. So what I would do is, I mean, we can look we can look at Houston. A lot of people are kind of sleep on Houston. Houston is a good market to where she sit there and she can do her own thing, dance, and uh, it's, a, it's a very open market. Texas is a very open market. You go to the Texans, it's a growing um a growing franchise but one thing i think russell wilson can't get down with which is the same thing deshaun watts could get down with if russell wilson cannot make decisions he doesn't want to be in it i think he wants more of a say so and wants the uh pat mahomes treatment or the tom brady treatment or hell even well not aaron Rodgers isn't gonna get the treatment that he deserves these quarterbacks now want more of a say and want to be more of a political figure on behalf of the team so if I was Russell Wilson, I would maybe look at, uh, and I discussed it before, the New York Giants is a viable op- option. Uh, Daniel Jones, he seems to be very average, and that's okay. There's good, there's good places for average quarterbacks. You can be a Ryan Fitzpatrick. You can be a Tyrod Taylor. Hey, when the team, when a team loses their starting quarterback, or a Taylor Heineke, when a team loses their starting perennial quarterback, you just come in. Step in and do what you got to do. And maybe you could be a Case Keenum. Remember, Case Keenum did pretty good for the Vikings. So I'm thinking that a good place is New York. New York Giants is always good. Or, uh, well, no, I wouldn't say the Jets. The Jets kind of have a good thing going with that young kid. I think he's going to end up being pretty good. Um, Maybe even, I would even say Tampa Bay. But I don't know if Sierra can live with, uh, the Tampa Bay, you know, the market there. And I don't think uh, another thing that we have to take into calculation here, people, is cap space. A lot of teams are in cap space hell. So, I mean, how can we sit there and even make sure, you know, this is going to line up? Is he going to want to get paid or is he going to do the Tom Brady thing? So, I mean, between Tampa Bay, the Giants, um, New Orleans is in cap space hell as well. Um, it's not too many. I would say even at even though Atlanta's kind of moved forward with Matt Ryan, I think Atlanta would be a dream, a dream job for Russell Wilson. I disagree with you about New Orleans for the simple fact of cap space only require only would cost them if Russ was a free agent. Russ is not a free agent. Russ is under contract. So Seattle would have to trade him. Meaning if you trade, for Jameis and most likely um, the white man has the white man has escaped my my his name has escaped me for whatever reason. You talking about the backup quarterback? Hill, Taysom Hill. Yeah, you could trade for Taysom Hill and Jameis, and that, those salaries would average out. That you would you wouldn't be any worse or well off than you would be. But given the their cap space, I'll take Russell Wilson over over Taysom Hill or James that's not a question of course you would but how are you going to sit there you got to realize they're in the same situation as uh the Rams where they sit there and they put all these guys on there and you got to realize they got Teron Armstead they have a lot of guys on defense they sat there they overpaid uh I I believe they overpaid uh what's his name Lamont or uh god dang it um the cornerback starting cornerback for the uh, Saints 
He's not that important. The part, the the, Lattimore, Lattimore. Marshawn Lattimore. Mar Marshawn Lattimore. They overpaid Marshawn Lattimore. You got to realize uh, they got to get my guy. Uh, 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 goodness. Come on, Jack. This is your squad. Yeah, pretty much. They have too many mouths to feed. Then they're also sitting there and they got Brown. Uh, God. Boy, I'm I really I'm like I see faces and I don't see names. The you wide receiver, wide receiver from Ohio State that plays for the Saints. Oh, Slant Boy, as they as they love to call him. Yes. Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas won't be there for much longer anyway because he's upset with the franchise. The point of it is Russell Wilson got a lot of places to go, and Jeff doesn't think the Saints could be one of them. But since you did bring up the state of New York and the New York franchises. There is one player particularly who is going to have to make a big decision from this franchise. Saquon Barkley is going, he, his fifth year option is coming up. And well, he may be a victim of cap space hell. He's going to demand a big deal. As talent wise, I believe he should. He's shown he can play the game of football, but the New York Giants have also shown. They have no interest in making a good team. His rookie year, amazing. Now, here, here's the thing about football. There are certain there are certain positions where there's more of a learning curve, correct, Jeff? Yeah. Like quarterback, there's definitely a learning curve that you have to get. Um, offensive linemen, as well, specifically offensive tackles, there is a learning curve because you're only gonna play one or two Chase Youngs a year, just depending on what conference that you're in. In the NFL, pretty much every team got one Chase Young. Pretty okay. much all of them. Receiver, it's a little bit of a learning curve, but if you can get open, you can get open. The, the windows are just going to be a little smaller. DB, DB is about the same. There is, there's a, I would say there's a bigger learning curve than a receiver, but if you can play DB, if you have good recovery speed, you have good hips, you have good hips. Nothing's going to change that. But the easiest position to transition to is by far running back now that's not saying running back is an easy position obviously it's the nfl nothing's easy about it but look running back from the time you are in a peewee with your pant with your pant knee pads going down to your ankles by the time you are an all-american to the time you get to the hall of fame and you become lt or eric dickerson or whoever running back is the same damn concept run away from the people trying to hit you it is that simple. Run towards daylight, run towards the holes. Obviously, there's more to it than that. Every back is not the same. Every back is not the same level of talent. But at the end of the day, that is what the position is. Yeah. And Saquon yeah. has proven he can do that. Yeah, the only difference, the only learning curve for them, and because I have I, I have a homeboy who's actually, well, who played in the NFL at running back, and he was telling me, of course, the length of the plays in general, it's it's more of a sentence. So, you know, in high school, it used to be, oh, yeah, run this play. No, it's a in this, in this, in that. And then it's the check downs with the blocking schemes. And then, of course, now they want running backs to be involved in the pass game. So, yes, of course, once you hand the ball off, it's all good and dandy. But then a lot of times they're asking these running backs to sit there and zone read. So it's still cerebral. But at the end of the day, if you have that talent, if you have the, the natural admin, admin to sit there and read holes, you're going to pretty much have the same gap discipline as you did in college. So, yes, it does translate over. It translates easier over from the college level to the uh, professional level. 
But what we will say about Saquon Barkley is this. Do you do the thing that the thing that the New York Giants have to ask themselves? And I agree, Saquon Barkley is a good running back. Is he a great running back? Hey, only time will tell. But the major issue that they face with him is do we want to build around this guy? Hey, two years ago, that question would be undoubtedly yes. But considering that he's gotten injured and he hasn't played a full season in a in a year and a half or in two years now, what, what does that say? I say they go ahead and do a fifth-year contract extension like we did with my good old man Dak Prescott, and they let the dice roll where, where, where they lay. You keep him on, you see what he does, and then you pay him all the money if he proves that he is worth it. I think uh, Saquon Barkley is a diverse enough back, but one thing about him is he does not stay healthy. He hasn't stayed healthy since his rookie year. So, but, so why so why would I pay you all this money? And the and and the number one back to do it is my man Ezekiel Elliott, right? We paid Ezekiel Elliott all this money, and now we're in cap space hell. So why are we going to continue to pay a running back all this money when we saw with San Francisco 49ers at one point in time they had arguably the second best uh ground game in the league? And who knew Raheem Mostert? Who knew Jeff Wilson? Nobody. So as long as we, uh, I did. Ah, uh, whatever. Ah, uh, whatever. So, anyways, who's that guy from uh, the Vikings? They freaking it's it's a it's Dalvin always Cook. a known huh? Dalvin Cook. Uh, not Dalvin Cook, the other guy. There's always this no because remember Dalvin Cook. Remember Dalvin Cook got hurt. Then his backup got hurt. There's always a no name guy coming out from nowhere. Shoot, look, let's look at James Robinson. Who knew James Robinson be what he is? At running back, it's a, any it's who's working the hardest. I mean, yes, there there are points where running backs can be plug and play, but you know what? When you get general, when you get generational athleticism, generational talent, that's just not something you throw away. Yes, I get the Zeke Elliott thing scared a lot of the NFL away from investing long term in running backs. The difference is Zeke Elliott's decline is his fault, but Saquon Barkley's decline is the Giants' fault. The, they. If you look at Saquon Barkley about his stats per game, they'd be one-yard run, two-yard run, one-yard run, two-yard run, 50-yard run, and then three or four more two-yard runs. Let's call, it what it is. Let's call it what it is. The NFC East is a very traditional um, NFL franchise, like in a pretty, pretty much traditional in the style of the way that they all think. All of them think the same thing. I want homegrown talent. You don't see a lot of big flashy trades of guys coming through and saying, oh, we're, you don't see that. You don't see them saying, hey, we're going to trade for this guy. Like, name the last big trade besides the Dallas Cowboys for Terrell Owens. Always. Um, Amari Cooper. Yeah. We're the, okay. Again, we're the only team in NFC East who will sit there and make trades for guys, but everybody else is built on the mentality of homegrown talent. Well, Look at the New York Giants. Names name a big a big guy that they brought in from some somewhere else. They haven't, but that's kind of the point of they're not good franchises. The Eagles are not a bad franchise. I'd say they're middle of the pack right now, but their biggest problem is their quarterback situation. They are they were not sold on Jalen Hurts. They did not originally want Jalen Hurts. Is it working out right now? Kinda. It could be worse. It could be better. But he's. This is only year two, so we can't just demonize him. The Giants have won two Super Bowls in the last fit twenty 
15, 20 years, I believe, which is more than what a lot of franchises can say. But over the last five to seven, they've been god awful. And part of that is just being a bad organization, not getting rid of Eli Manning, kind of what the Falcons are doing. The Falcons are the Falcons are not the organization that the Giants are, but they won't get rid of Matt Ryan just like they would not get rid of Eli Manning. So what I'm saying is Saquon, yes, I agree with you. It is hard to invest this money into someone who has not played a full season. That's what I said about Melvin Gordon when he had his issues. Like, look, I love you. You're talented. You're probably the best, quote unquote, straight running back that we have. But you ain't played a full 16 game season since I've known you. And it's hard to do that. But the point of that is that's not Saquon's fault when his line has been god awful. Zeke has had a top 10, top 10 offensive line since the second he dropped in this league. Saquon can't say he's even had an average. What I will say is this. What does the market look like for Saquon Barkley? Who, who wants Saquon Barkley? Hey, you're right. The market for a running back, it's, it's a dead market because they always believe I can, I can get a first-round guy to do what you can do. We can play run, and we can play running back by committee. Yep, there we go. Which is, hey, that's none of, that's none of my thing. That's for them to decide, and we'll see where the dice may lay. So, Jeff, real quick, 30 seconds. This is a head-scratcher, but this is homegrown for us. Kyler Murray, what the hell's going on? 30 seconds, y'all on the clock, go. Okay, one thing that everybody knows about Kyler Murray is he is a winner. And one thing in two, well, one thing for sure, and two things for sure is being a winner also comes with this certain air that you have around yourself, a certain amount of arrogance. Kyler Murray's issues the same thing that Aaron Rodgers kind of went through. He's a good quarterback. He can be named amongst the top 15, top 12 quarterbacks in the league, maybe top 10, depending on who you're at with. And the thing is, it's when it comes down to him. He wants to be paid. He does not necessarily care for the franchise or the organization. He cares about what can you do for me now? What have, what have you done for me lately? And so the biggest issue with Kyler is going to be is, hey, do you want to be at the same trajectory of potentially being a Super Bowl contending team or do you want to be paid? I think that the Arizona Cardinals are going to end up paying this guy. But I mean, uh, I think the biggest issue between him and the franchise when it comes down to negotiation is, Kyler, are you willing to sit there and play? Are you not willing, but are you going to be able to play a more active role and put the team on your back? We see this with Aaron Rodgers every single year. Aaron Rodgers gets them all the way to the NFC Championship. And then what does he do? And he epically sits there and fails and loses. Because football, one thing a lot of these players kind of fail to realize is, and I'm a money guy, I say get your money. But they forget that it is a team sport. You can't do it with one guy. You can't do it with two guys. Hell, you can barely do it with five. As we've seen with the Los Angeles Rams, it took about how many All-Stars did they have? Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Matthew Stafford, o Odell Beckham, Cooper Cup. It took about seven or eight guys. There's not, not to mention Eric Weddle. It took about seven to eight guys as a team sport. So what we can say about Kyler Murray is this. Will he be able to win a Super Bowl? Will he be in the Super Bowl contender conversation? No. Will he be uh, entertaining guy to sit there and watch maybe some more highlights between him and DeAndre Hopkins for sure. But Absolutely. he can guarantee that he's not going to have a good line and he's going to continue to run around. So what he has to sit there and decide is, do I want longevity or do I want to get the best bang for my buck? And we're in the league of the NFL, the not for long. So get your, get your money, man.
hey, we going to see. It's not like Kyler Murray is needing for money because it's not like he doesn't come from it himself. But, hey, that's neither dear, here nor there. That's a different story for a different day. And we have more important topics to talk about. Probably the most important topic from the entire show. And I say this with my chest. There has never been a more important topic on this show, on the D1 Indian University podcast, coming to you semi-live from Undisclosed Location. Jeff, are you ready to hear the most important segment in Ignite history? Let's see it. Jeff. Could a hundred niggas kill one gorilla? Of course. Now, <laughs> now like, like I said, someone has to fall on the sword. Hey, listen, unfortunately, America, and I mean, hopefully this doesn't go too far on record. Someone has to sit there and say, I am willing to die for this country, for this country to live. For this gorilla. So, so, so this gorilla, hey, now will he sit there? Will it be an easy task? No, but I'm willing to take a uh, hundred, a uh, hundred of the best of uh, America's best and finest, and we'll gladly stomp out that gorilla. Now, mind you, we are not getting a hundred trained soldiers. <laughs> we are not getting a hundred Marines. We're not getting a hundred Navy SEALs. We are getting a hundred of various body types to below, above, and slightly above average athleticism body types and heights. Can and, we get, just go see, and we just can go see. Can I get, can I get, can I get a hundred, um, a hundred high school football players who are starters? If you give yes. me that, I, I will give you that. Cause you know what? The results are still going to be Texas. The results are going to be slightly different. Okay. So yeah. on a normal, on a normal circumstance, I will say we can do it. We can kill that gorilla, but we will lose 40 to 50 of you in the process. Nah, 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 nah. nah. You, give now, me, you give me some, you give me some solid high school football talent. Oh man, the casualty is gonna be the casualty cap is gonna only be 10%. I only 10 only we'll have we'll have five wounded. We'll have well, here's hear me out. We'll have probably two dead, two dead, eight wounded. That's good. That's good. First number. of all. I don't know where Jeff is getting this information for because if it's high school, Texas starting high school football players, 30 to 40 of them going to die. Because here's, let, let me tell you what's going to happen. There's going to be the one, the first of all, the athletic freak, he's going first. He's going to die first. It's going to be that DK Metcalf built receiver outside linebacker safety hybrid he going to be the first one. He going to say, I can take this gorilla. Look at me. I'll bench 350. He going to be the first one that gorilla bitch slap. And then the quarterback just going to be looking like, well, I told him not to do it by himself. Y'all huddle up. He going to try to make a plan, and it's not going to work. Eventually, it's going to line up to my favorite strategy that anyone who's ever played a group game, a Final Fantasy, or anything type like that has established this rule. Well, we have to we have to distinguish: is this a female gorilla or is this a male gorilla? It doesn't matter. Nah, no, nah, it, it actually does. A male gorilla, a male it's, gorilla is three hundred and seventy-four pounds. A female gorilla is about one hundred and fifty-eight. So we're talking about the difference. Hold on, between... hold on. I don't know where you're getting these numbers from, but they're incredibly, incredibly wrong. Um, the difference. First of all, ain't no gorilla under 400 pounds. Let me stop you right there. Ain't no, no gorilla. 
No, I'm telling you, I'm I'm looking at the numbers right now. This is according to SeaWorld. Shamu, come on now. The average gorilla is about 374 pounds. The male gorilla, a female gorilla, an adult female gorilla is about 158 pounds. Stop thinking that everybody, that these gorillas is King Kongs. No, these gorillas is, they're not human, but hey, look, you can look him in the eye man to man. Now, is that a big man? Yes. Is he the Aaron Dom? Is is a one gorilla the equivalent, like as far as athleticism skill, maybe equivalent to that of Aaron Donald? Yeah. But is he but but but, yeah. but you sit there, you get you give me you give me three solid or four or five no ten solid defensive tackles to go there and sit there and go all for the legs at the same time. Hey, listen, one of them might get knocked out. And that may and that may cause another person to get knocked out because he just looks at the other guy getting knocked out. But that gorilla will go down. I'm I'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt, and we will say this is a Western lowland gorilla. That is a common type of gorilla. Uh, they're endangered, yes, but most gorillas are. And I'll give it to you: 270 to 180 pounds. Though that's the lighter end. But what you don't realize is this this is not a human 180, 270 pounds. Their their muscle content is not built like us. Because you know how I can tell you what the difference between that and the animal? Jeff, you've seen a bald eagle, right? Yeah. yeah. You've seen their that you've seen that's a damn Pokemon. That is not a it don't look like a real bird. Would you go, would you fight a bald eagle hand to hand? Willingly. Brother, brother, he has he has the power of flight, and he has an ultra sharp beak, and he weighs like thirty pounds. You literally have a hundred pounds on him. But Whoa, you you're know, talking about a bald eagle. Bald eagle birds are not heavy. That's why they can fly. Now, now Jamal, no, a bald eagle is is up there. I guarantee. You. Oh, yeah, yes. Nah, you know what? I'm not gonna mm. lie. I'm not gonna lie to you. Now he's got to be restricted from flying. If he can't fly, he dying. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm gonna See, give him but, business. But here's I'm gonna give him the business. But here, here's the thing: when, when you found out how much it weighed, you were when I told you before, you were like, I, I know I don't need to mess with that. That thing kind of big, and it ain't it ain't little and it's strong. But now you see it only weigh 14 pounds. You didn't you wasn't thinking that before. See the no. gorilla. His, the gorilla? Oh, his, Ashley, Ashley, Jeff, we have something that's even more important than this. We have someone who is joining the call. He will be here to give the end, the end all be all of this argument. He is the man that stays hydrated. He's coming, the, <laughs> he's coming from the gym to make sure he's getting his pump on, even though he's a quick pumper himself. Shout out to Nunu and ATL. But Coop, I have a very ever, never. I have, a very, I have a very important question for you, Coop, and you have to answer it. It's probably the most serious question we've ever had on the show. Okay. Could a hundred niggas kill one gorilla? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yes, they could, but the gorilla going to kill about 50 niggas. <laughs> <laughs> 
See, he's not going. Oh, to, his capital is not going to be that high, brother. The gorilla can't get to that. You got to realize he's got to get through all hundred bodies. Now the thing is this. Yes, yes. So the niggas is going to kill the gorilla. Gonna, he's not just going to sit there. It's not going to be no one, two. Nah, he's not going to just swim. It's not going to be that swift. First you of all, realize. Jeff, you got to, Jeff. You have to realize. First of all, it's at first. We are not gonna just fifteen of them at once. Are not gonna go surround this gorilla. Everyone gonna be too scared. There's always gonna be the first, the first four people to be knocked out or killed or whatever. It's gonna take 10, 15 minutes for someone else to get to courage to even attempt. No, nah, nah, that's why you need. That's why you need a leader. You need somebody to sit there, hype right, him up. You need them to sit there to play some chief keep. I need some. I need somebody who's ready to run through a brick wall. If you Bro, can get you don't think the gorilla up, would get hyped, nigga? If you, get, if you get 100 people geeked up and hyped to sit there and get this gorilla, bro, I'm telling you, it's T-Keep. Chief keep is the worst example possible because is he not the man himself who says, I'm a gorilla and a fucking coop? Why would you want to give him inspiration? Why? First That's of all, because so we can sit there and look that gorilla eye to eye. He's no, you, he he bleed like you bleed. You feel me? You bro, feel me? Bro, here's the thing: a hundred niggas can beat a gorilla, but all them but the gorilla gonna take some niggas with him, bro. Like, hey, that's the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> hey, niggas is dying with that nigga, bro. That's the thing. Jeff is arguing that if we give him a hundred Texas high school football starters, that he will, that they will only. Two only two are gonna die and eight will be wounded. I'm trying I'm to tell you. I'm assuming these are a hundred grown men. Now if you talking about high school football players, and I said, all right, with the high school football players, I'll give you a little bit of grace and say instead of 40 to 50, 30 to 40 of them are gonna die because they're young Mike, and stupid. Nigga, Mike Tyson in his prime could whoop a hundred high school niggas, bro. Like nah, brother, nah. You gotta realize, like you got. You got to sit there. First of all, you got to take away the space. You got to, you can't let him. So, so wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are we oh, talking bro, about one ball? So you going to swarm the nigga? Like, yeah, you, can't you have to. You oh, can't let the gorilla, him. like, you got to surround him. You can't let the gorilla. See, once he gets on a rampage, he like this on him, it's a wrap. He's it's a wrap. Like, that nigga is. But here's the thing. You got to sit gonna there see, and let him choose. Bro. Like, you got to let him choose his way out. So he's gonna have to fight through that crowd and see why he's sitting there doing that. You got different people hitting him from different angles. He's not gonna be able to take that type of collateral damage. So Bro, all it, tell, all all it takes out. is for the gorilla to make an example out of one nigga. And every, everybody but see that's why I need you. That's why I need you ready to run through a brick wall. Listen, some everybody here is not gonna make it. And that statement is true every single time. But guess but we what? Have, we not fighting Xerxes, nigga. We fight the gorilla. Fighting Xerxes, nigga. He's like this 300. This is not. We fucking fight Xerxes, nigga. This nigga, this nigga, Jeff. Ladies and gentlemen, I told you this is going to be the most important. And you ain't believe me. You thought I was kidding when I said could 100 niggas fight a gorilla. Hand to hand, no weapons. But look, that, hand that, to that, hand, that, no weapons. Hand to hand combat. 
But you know what? That's going to be a poll for another day, and we're going to see what y'all really think about it. Because we have to move on. 100 niggas is 100 niggas, man. But that's one gorilla, and ain't no small gorilla. So here's how we're going to do the final segment of the day. And Coop is a little bigger on baseball than Jeff, so this will help. This will help out for us to give a little insight. So, for y'all who don't know, the MLB is still under lockout. Excuse me. Terrible. And, at, and, Terrible as of, and as of today, the players nor the owners could come to an agreement, and they said that games may have to be canceled for their effective May March thirty first official opening day. So my question for y'all would be is, if you could, what would be something you could change, a rule or something about baseball to make it better? Coop, you new to the show. You ain't got no time to warm up, but this your word. Uh, Go ahead. I mean, one thing I would probably change is, bro, like, you can't do 162 games. or well, it's 164. I don't... It makes sense in the like when you get to the playoffs and seating. It's only one or two things you can do: either cut the amount of games or cut the innings. Like it's the way that baseball, the direction that it's moving into. If baseball were to lose a whole season, they might not recover because like football and basketball is just too popular now. Like you have too many stars, you know what I mean? Too many storylines. If it's one thing I could change, it'd probably just be the number of games, bro. Because the thing about it is not all the games are significant. So if you'd be like, oh, shit, the Rangers play today, ah, fuck it, bro, I'll just catch them again. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. Not, exactly. You're literally doubling the NBA season, bro. Exactly. And we, and we say this about basketball all the time, that the real season doesn't start until after Christmas. So when you take that into consideration for baseball – 162 games is like damn so literally and then when you think about it, if you have 162 games every team and i mean every team is going to lose 50 to 55 games the most elite teams win 102 104 108 games a year uh, so yeah, that means- you ain't pulling no nine warriors my nigga. Like, yeah that that, that doesn't happen so what, one thing that I would say to make the game better is, like Coop said, I think, we can, I think we can reduce the number of games to a flat 100. I agree. I think, I think I we agree. can re- reduce the games to a solid flat 100. And you know what? I say we start playing by hockey rules. When teams want to fight, let, let, let individual players fight. Now, when they want to clear the benches, okay, I get it. We can't let that happen. That's for safety issues. But if I get beamed on the side by an 80-something-mile-per-hour curveball, I should be able to go throw hands for 20 seconds against that pitcher. Okay, man. So, you okay, you're bringing class. You're bringing, you're bringing ignorance to, to, to that. To Did that, you just uh, make a word? Whoa, 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 whoa. Do we have to add that to the – no, because this thing no. just say ignancy. Ignancy? I've never used. Have I ever used the word ignancy? 
No, bro, because for for the statement that you're making, bro, it's too it's too out of control. You talking about some nah? Just let them fight. Like no, bro, that's that's some ignorant stuff. Let them get it off their chest. Like that's some that's some we in we in uh what is it called? Summer workouts and two people done got it too. Like nah, let, like come on, bro. Hold on, it's on Hold national on. television. We got Hold kids. On. Is that how is that any worse than hockey? How is that any different than hockey? Hockey's not nowhere near as popular as baseball. That's that's why. Uh, that's the thing. Over the last decade, hockey has come close to taking that number three spot in American sports. So, yes, it has. Oh my gosh! And that's and here's and that's my thing about it. I'm not saying let them knock each other out, but I'm saying, bro, all right, maybe 20 seconds is a little long. 10 seconds, and we've seen it. Most baseball players cannot fight. We've all let you, but let me tell you why hockey it's so like re- it's so prevalent, just kind of like how in football it kind of happens and it's just like they kind of let it go. What ref is about to sit there with two padded up men with first of all, they got cleats on. You know what them cleats, if you step on my foot, bro, that's an injury. That's that's a that's a complete stop. Like that stops all fights, bro. I'm not first of all, you on ice. As a ref, I'm finna come on the ice and stop you. Nah, bro, y'all gonna have to get, y'all gonna have to get it out the way, and then I'm gonna let y'all mitigate those issues, and I'm gonna throw a flag or a penalty. In baseball, and football, it's, it's 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 too it's too big of a field, bro. Like it, in football, like they fight, but even those fights kind of get like I don't know how to explain it. Like even in football, football had the same amount of fights as hockey. It's just not as vicious. And that's what I mean. Look, if I got hit by 85-mile-per-hour fastball, the first time I'll, I can let that slide because I understand sometimes the no, ball just get away from you. But I'm saying, name a time like you really seeing like, okay, like, how? And, if, <laughs> and like, that's like the I'm thing. saying, I'm saying like, that, what do you want the, what do you want the ref to be on the ice? But that's the thing. If it's that rare. And if the fights don't happen that often, why can't we let it be a rule? It ain't going to happen but once a month. And that's the entertainment people are willing to pay to come see. Bro, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't want to see baseball players fight. It doesn't. I do. It it doesn't. It does Because first of all, they do fight. They fight enough for me to be like, oh, okay. It's nothing that I'm just like thriving to see. So here's what what I would say. It would wake your ass up during... It will wake your ass up during nine innings. I know it would. It will. It will okay, but, I, but I'll say this: baseball is one of those baseball is one of those sports where it's actually more entertaining to be at the game than it is oh, yeah. to watch baseball. Yes, facts, actually, facts. Actually, watching baseball at a game like a Ranger Stadium and everything else like that, I can do that all day, every day. But my complaints are: it's not interesting enough to sit there and watch on TV. I think what baseball has to do is kind of what. Uh, the NFL did, you've got to make the scores go up. People want to see ridiculous things. So I don't know the metrics behind it, but they need to have it to where people are able to sit there and get more home runs. There needs to be, it needs to be more attraction because you can sit there and go innings without people sitting there and okay, you know, he gets a home run or, you know, all bases loaded. Like those type of situations don't happen as much as they used to back in the day. And so that's something they need to do. Um, and they need to just bring more, there needs to be more attention to the sport. Kind of like how NASCAR is trying to reach out to anybody and everybody trying to revamp the sport. 
I think baseball kind of needs that. But I think baseball, there's this, there's this, and uh, we were kind of discussing earlier, they're getting paid too much. Certain certain players are getting paid too much, and that's why <laughs> it's not as entertaining. Hey, hey, man. Hey, man, blame the Yankees, bro. The Yankees yeah. started that shit. The Yankees was like, wait, we ain't got no salary cap and no luxury tax? I bet. And we can pay them as much as you want. And like me and Jeff discussed it before the show. That's the difference between baseball and the other sports to be competitive. Look, we in baseball, we know who are the teams that are always going to be competitive. Your Yankees, your Red Sox, uh, your Dodgers. Um, the Rangers have a big enough market if they get their shit together. But it's baseball is made for the big markets to compete and dominate. And they do. Of course, there's some outliers every now and again. The Cubs, it took them 100 years, but they finally came back. The Rays have had their runs here and there. Um, uh, what is it? Um, the Padres have their runs every now and again. But it's made for the big teams who have all this money. The Yankees have enough money to buy half of baseball. Obviously, they wouldn't be allowed to do that, but they can't. The Yankees have but enough money to have everyone on their starting line and say, here's 50 mil, here's 50 mil, here's 50 mil, here's 50 now, mil. Go I, I agree. Now, the salary cap works in the NBA NFL <laughs> because it, it balances out. Because if you look at it like, damn, number one seed in the NFC is a fucking team in Wisconsin. Like, exactly. Nigga, like, Giannis won the NBA Finals. Who the fuck wants to go to Milwaukee? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if Phoenix and Milwaukee aren't two big markets, especially for basketball. So it's like, it, it works. And baseball, after the whole steroid era and then these large contracts, it got kind of out of hand, bro. Like, you, whoever was doing those projections, you got to look at the, at the long term of it, man. When the whole steroid thing happened, now Barry Bonds can't get back in the in, in can't get in the Hall of Fame. But then you talk about you, you ain't gonna test for steroids no more. It's kind of like man, fuck baseball. Like it, it just leaves a bad taste in some people's mouths, man. And what something Jeff something Jeff was pointing out earlier that I haven't thought about is Jeff wanted to. I'm gonna take credit for his idea because I can do that. It's my damn show. So Jeff was saying that we want he wanted to bring more attention to the athleticism that goes into baseball that kind of the same way that the nfl does with the combine that now the combine has always been a big deal we want to see who runs the fastest 40 who does this and that baseball players are widely it's a slave it's a slave it's a slave auction but continue that's not the point of it. See, and it's people like you that are ruining the sport. I want to see slaves. Listen, I feel hey, can we get that sound bite? Jamal, can we get that sound bite? We got to save that sound bite. Shout out to Colin Kaepernick. And I, and, I, and I don't mess with the brother. But I used to like the combine. Like, I feel like they find it any and every to make it such an emotional, emotional thing. Get out there and run. Just run, yeah. bro. I want to see it. Let's not act and, like. And, and, and we see, Je and we see Jeff would have played Samuel L. Jackson and Django. <laughs> there you go, right there. There you go, right there. So, For no, those I'm of you who wanted to know. So I'm but let's not glad. act like let's not act like it would not have been entertaining. Then maybe they did. I'll say this. Well, if the issue was money and this that, and the third, maybe we need to incentivize the players or whatever. But I would have loved to have seen Lamar Jackson. Uh, Kyler Murray run a freaking 40 
or even a shuttle, something. something. Yeah, we need to see Lamar Jackson run a 40. Yes, Bro. we need to see him win a playoff game. So shut up. Yeah. He has. One. And he got an MVP. What One. is he talking about? Jamal Salty. He's salty. He's salty. What are we salty hey, about? Hey. You have one. Your quarterback has one playoff win. There's nothing okay. salty about it. Jamal, he has an MVP, two Pro Bowls, and a playoff win. What do you expect? They told the man he doesn't deserve to play quarterback in the NFL. All, all that sounds like, like, like he should have on. more than no, 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 no. Like, come no, on now, now, coop, coop, coop. Now to 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 the leagues, not to not to. In respect to like where the league status was at with black quarterbacks, I understand why they did not compete in the combine. I completely understand it. It's cool as dandy, but I'm saying uh, hmm, that's kind of tough to say because you never know when people want to go back to being racist. You know, they, you, people, people, <laughs> let, people, you talking? know, people, people, no, I'm keeping it real, bro. I thought we was doing pretty Jeff, well. What the fuck and, is Trump, you talking and, about, and then Trump, no, I'm saying, and then Trump, <laughs> and then Trump had me feeling like I was back on a plantation. So I was like, hold up, you know, Jeff, you might, might still be back stuck on, on that motherfucker, Jeff. But, but, Jeff might be stuck. <laughs> no, I'm saying, I'm saying, but it's pretty entertaining to sit there and watch and see. Everybody wants to see how super athletic you are. Because if not, you have these overconfident people who sit there and play uh, flag football or who sit I'm there dead. and go out there and play tackle football being like, I could go out there. I could be Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson ain't got nothing on me. And it's like, no, you do not run a 4-2-40. You are not 6 hey, hey, I just want y'all to know, Jeff calling out all you niggas who play 7-on-7 <laughs> seven seven football for recreational purposes and are over the age of 18. Jeff is calling you niggas out. So yeah, all, there, there's a, all Americans. So there is a reason I, I actually like that Coop unfortunately tried to bring up slavery. Because it does bring it does bring something up to the point that baseball yeah, has been lacking for the better part of hell 20, 25 years is there's not a lot of incoming black players. And that's something that they're missing. And but, I, but, but, but bro, there's a big thing is because because these white boys play T-ball growing up and they crowd the AAU circuit in baseball to where they develop and they're so good that you can't even compete. And that's, unless what, and that's, and that's what and that's one of the things that's wrong with how baseball is perceived. Baseball is being perceived the same way that soccer is perceived in America. Because in America, soccer is a rich white kid sport. Now, I don't know about y'all. I would say no, I would I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I would say, I mean, more so tennis, golf is a rich, rich white man sport. But soccer, soccer, the soccer, the biggest issue is granted, I guess with I guess what you're saying is with all the club sports, AAUs, but at the same time, if you have trend, well, yeah, because Thinking about it, what soccer teams are we watching um, high school? Like, who's going to the high school soccer games? Who's going to a collegiate soccer game? A lot of people don't know this, and, you know, I'm a proud UNT alumni. Our girls' soccer team is actually one of the best in the nation. They've won five straight conference championships, I want to say. Yeah. But here, here's, hey, here's, what I mean. here's what I mean by soccer is a rich white kid sport. Look at, look at our national team. Look at our Olympic soccer team. Look at the World Cup teams we we put out there. How many Hispanics you see on that on those teams? 
Man. None. How many Hispanic great soccer players do we have in Texas? Forget the country, just Texas. So you telling me none of them are good enough to play at that level? Because well, at the higher levels of soccer, you have to play club. Club soccer is recruited more highly than high school soccer is. That's just the way it is. I don't make the rules. So to play club sports, y'all both know it is expensive. You got to travel. You got to get the gear. You got to have the equipment. You got to have the support, which a lot of minority families do not. But who does? Rich white parents. And it is the same with baseball. At the higher levels, it's about club baseball. It's, it's, above, it's like that level. It's above that, above your high school. So once I mean, you get to be you honest, bro, like in the DF dub, like if you're not going to Jesuit, like you can fucking forget that shit. Like exactly. <laughs> if you're not going to Jesuit to play baseball, fuck no. <laughs> okay. And now think of it this way Cedar Hill, DeSoto, they Lancaster, they all have great overall athletes, correct? When our, when their baseball teams pull up, they get laughed at. Because yeah, they're great athletes, but they're not baseball players and that's the big I mean, difference because 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 baseball. baseball is such a technical muscle memory sport that if you play baseball you damn near have to work at that shit year round and that's kind of the point that the mlb needs to try to attract these young black kids to play this game if for anything just to say hey look you can't run you may not be able to run this 4 3 40 but you can run this 5 6 60 and that makes you faster than majority of the people on this diamond. That 5660 can get you a lot further than your 4640 can. So what you want to do? I'm just saying there's ways that baseball can can add to the minority audience without having to go find a farm in the Dominican Republic. I guess I guess my question for and this is and this is why we need some more baseball players in general in this for people who are baseball inclined why why are they not marketing to, i feel like they're not marketing to everyone i think they're trying to keep it they're they're strategically trying to keep it uh in a certain market there's only a certain i agree i agree i agree people who know baseball like that and those are the people that you meet in the exec exec games like hey you know hey jeff we're all signing off today uh by the way if anybody wants to go to range you know like those are the conversations that we have. I'm not meeting too many people who, you know, there's baseball fans. You know, a lot of Hispanics are actually uh, deeply rooted in baseball, but, you know, I don't see too many people who are really like, oh man, I'm this fan. And people stay relevant for too long. Like there's 40 year old baseball players. Like it's like, I'm tired of watching these old men. Granted, that's that's great for the players, but I'm like, for fandomship, there's nobody who you can sit there and attach yourself to, watch them go all the way through the league, and then sit there and be like, man, I want to be like, like, there's no new face. Who's the face of the MLB? Uh, uh, Mike, I, I would say, Mike, I would say, Mike uh, Trout, Tatis, Tatis, uh, uh, Mookie Betts. I would also, Tim Anderson. I could throw Tim Anderson in there. Yeah. Tim Anderson's probably the most, rebe- most relatable. But the thing of, about that is the average sports fan does not know who that is. Yep. You could we could find someone who has who has not watched a game of basketball in their life, doesn't know anything about it. You say LeBron James, that you know who they're talking about. You say Michael Jordan, we know who you're talking about. 
we we can find the most. That's not a good example. That's not a good example because though because with, with all due respect, those people have been in the league. LeBron James is also reaching that, bro. You're pretty old to be playing basketball age. Like he's been in the league that long that it's a commonality. Now, somebody who you can mention is, oh, do you know Steph Curry? Do you know okay. Zion Williamson? Uh, if you go if you go around asking them person, they're going to know those names. Do you know the mellow ball? Exactly. And that's what I mean. If we want if you want to go football related, the average person, because he's a Dallas Cowboy, the average person knows Dak Prescott. Yeah. That we can say the average except, person knows, except Trayvon Diggs' son, <laughs> except Aiden Diggs. Wow. He does not know that, but that's a different story. The point of all this is baseball. Do better. Get this shit together because we like baseball, and we've come to the end of the show. Because damn it, I don't have time to deal with any more y'all BS. So, Jeff, final thoughts to the people. Man, no final thoughts today. I would say this, man. And all things sports related, let's not let the money be the be any and everything. I'm all for player individuality and for the sport. But at this point, everybody's trying to be a billionaire. And that's not a bad aspiration to have. But the sports that we're sitting there watching are dying. And media outlets, let's get this thing together. I'm tired of having seven different subscriptions just to watch one show. Everybody's trying to bleed the bleed the pumps dry, and it's going to come to a screeching halt as we sit there and we're fighting stagflation. So where people are going to have to sit there and battle between, do I want this Netflix subscription or do I want to sit there and be able to pay the property taxes on my homes? That's the only thing I have to say today. Netflix, uh, your prices are too damn high. Cool. Final thoughts. Uh, salute to our e- our fellow economists um, from Ignit uh, MSNBC. Uh, Jeff, uh, for giving us the report. Uh, but like I, I, I would say everybody out there, man, I, w- I would probably tell everybody to start researching these different sports and start watching them just to see if you're interested in them. And don't let the media kind of sway your, your thoughts about an individual sport. Like if you, like take away looking at ESPN and like all that stuff and podcast stuff. Just watch the sport yourself. If you like it and you like the players, cool. Now you can dive deeper. I think the media, as it is in America, has a certain narrative and timeline because if baseball doesn't have a, a season, it's just going to be overlapped with, in, like, you know what I'm saying, college basketball, NBA, boom, right into football. Um, so everybody, man, I would just say just take the time to look at these different sports, man. Look at the different players. Um ProReference.com has every stat you could think of for every major sport. It's probably the greatest website ever invented. Hey, man, everybody go take a look, man, because these sports are here to stay. But I would I, I just I just want everybody to get an equal shot. Like, I feel like if you're a professional in your sport and you take the time to dedicate, I want to make sure I support you. But first, I want to understand what you're doing. Wise words from a slightly indecent man, but it's Tuesday, so he's more than slightly. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank you for tuning in to the one and only D1 Indian University podcast. We look forward to coming to you uh, whenever the hell I feel like it at this point, because once again, I can do that. So, like I love to say at the end of every episode, keep learning, keep living, keep loving. We out. Let's go. The University.